Hey, welcome to Soldier Field. It's Paul Allen with former Vikings linebacker Ben Lieber. The Minnesota Vikings found victory number seven this Monday night. They beat the Chicago Bears 17-9. And I'd say the highlight for the Chicago Bears meshing it together with the state of Minnesota would be a touchdown to Roseville native Jesper Horstadt, a second-year tight end from Princeton. Right at the end of the game, it's the only touchdown they scored. And uh, go crazy, Roseville High School Raiders. But uh, it was far too late. Too much, too little, too late for the Chicago Bears. What did you think of the game, Nacho? It was a wild game, man. It was wild. It was weird. It was physical. I think I love the fact that it was physical. Um, almost much more so from Chicago's standpoint than our, our standpoint. I was really hoping that after our team kind of watched their defensive front play physical, do a little extra push and shoving at the end of every play, especially in the first half. I thought our defense was going to step up and kind of take on that mentality. They, they didn't, but they still played really well. Um, God, just a lot of weird penalties, you know. And, and some things, unfortunately for the Bears, that I thought in the first half, they got uh, the wrong end of some of those calls. And, you know, it kind of came back the other way in the second half. I thought we had some weird calls thrown on us. You know, Eric Kendricks gets thrown out of the game, which was, I'm still like, wait, what? What? Why? <laughs> I'm like, still really can't figure that out. And then, um, you know, Matt Nagy's on the sidelines. How about him trying to fight referees? He's, he's, go, he's going crazy on the refs. You got the the, the fans and the, and the crowd cheering and chanting different things. It was a, it was a weird game. Uh, Kirk Cousins finished with uh, 87 yards passing. He was 12 of 24, so 50% completion for one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. That's antithetical to who he is. 87 yards, he always throws for more than that. But he did have a couple of TDs, including one to Amir Smith-Marset, the second reception of his NFL career. He's playing because uh, Adam Thielen was out with that high ankle sprain. So good for Amir Smith-Marset, his first National Football League touchdown. What did you think of Kirk this evening? Uh, you know, he was off, obviously. Uh, did, didn't play well. And and I just think a lot of it was he he kind of lost some confidence early. I getting really hit think by those big boys. Getting hit by those big boys and understanding that his offensive line was not going to give him the protection that he's looking for, especially up front. I do think it's a little bit of a miss on the fact of Clint Kubiak to not somehow adjust. You know, we had to get him off his spot, get him out of the pocket a little bit, start mixing things up. Too many just drop backs and play actions right there in the pocket that allowed, you know, those big boys up front for Chicago to just to keep feasting on our offensive linemen. So, you know, he was obviously off. Um, I just think that early in the game, if he could have completed that one pass, the fade ball, the first third down to Tyler Conklin on the left sideline, that was just off his fingertips. It was it was a, a pretty good throw. You know, I'm not saying that Tyler had to come up with that, but it, it would have been a, a great catch. You know, I think that sort of throw right there really would have set the tone that like, all right, you guys are going to double Justin. You guys are going to like force us to use some other guys. I can find some other guys. He tried to do that later on um, with Amir Smith-Marset. That was also incomplete. So there were opportunities to get the ball in other guys' hands and make plays, and we didn't, and I think subsequently he just kind of lost confidence in the passing game. You know, with this uh, middling 7-7 seven and seven season, the Vikings still absolutely have a chance to make the playoffs. They get the L.A. Rams at U.S. Bank Stadium the day after Christmas. And with the way this season has gone, 
people are going to look at this game and they're going to analyze it and handicap it and they're going to be like, oh, I mean, the Vikings have no chance against the high-flying L.A. Rams led by Sean McVay and watch the Vikings go out and win the game by 10 points or more. Simply because when you think they're a cinch against the Lions, they lose. When you go against a completely COVID-slash-injury-riddled secondary with a four guys from the Bears practice squad being elevated and playing significant snaps tonight, you win by eight points. So just when they're supposed to do something and they don't do it, they come back the next week and look even better and, and beat a team like the L.A. Rams. They're still lacking identity. I know. And, and the thing is, you know, we had that feeling after the Lions game going into the Steelers game. We're like, you know, watch these guys just go out there and just play unbelievable football. And they did that for most all of the first half. And then, obviously, the defense kind of gave up some stuff, kind of took their foot off the gas pedal, and they came back. But, you know, they played a complete football in that first half. And you're like, dang, who, who is this team? So I have the same feeling that you do, that, yes, there's going to be some great players that are going to come into U.S. Bank Stadium with the Los Angeles Rams, and they're going to make some plays. But I <laughs> – I can see this team sort of rising up. You know, I'm going to guess that we're almost 99% certain we're going to have Adam Thielen back. Yeah. So we've seen now what happens where teams take away your number one threat, and we did not adjust tonight. Now we're going to have the full complement of our offense next week against the Rams, and I think it's going to be a much different-looking team. I think that we're going to handle the guys up front. I think Clint's going to learn from uh, his mistakes and not adjusting with our offensive line this game. He's going to make those necessary adjustments in this next game, and I, I could see us going out and beating the Rams. Vikings post-game report, Ben Lieber and Paul Allen. Uh, one, of the, one of the real intriguing facets, in my opinion, of the 2021 Minnesota Vikings is the fact that DJ won him at three sacks tonight. So that doubled his season total, getting him up to six. Ar Ar Armand Watts has right around that many. And what's intriguing is they now have played seven games without Daniil Hunter. Into the game, they had 41 sacks, tops in the NFL. And they got three more tonight. So they're either atop the NFL or right there, basically half a season into it without Daniil Hunter. Everson Griffin has missed the last handful of games. I mean, that that just mystifies me how they continue to get to the quarterback without their best two defensive line pass rushers. Well, let me give some credit to, to our secondary, okay? Our secondary with the negative news with Bashad Breeland, and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? You know, we've got, a, we've got lack of depth there pretty much all season long. And you look at Wanham's sacks, a lot of them were coverage sacks, you know, you go back a game ago, and we had five sacks. Three of them were because we had unblocked rushers. That was scheme. That was disguise. That was Harrison Smith doing his thing. Now, this game, where we needed our Cam Dancer to step up, Patrick Peterson to step up, which he did, we needed our coverage to help us out to help the pass rush, and they did. So I love the fact that we're getting sacks from a variety of different ways, from different concepts, from just – playing great defense on the back end, which is helping our pass rush, which the week before is the other way around. You know, with uh, defensive tackle Michael Pierce, uh, he's missed some time this year um, due to multiple reasons. Uh, but uh, tonight, I thought Michael played maybe his best game as a Viking uh, because he's going against a run-first operation. And Montgomery Montgomery can be slithery. And what I'm getting at here with Michael, you're in deep stretch. you got three games to go in the regular season. He has fresh legs. Believe it or not, your best defensive tackle has fresh legs in December. I love how Dalvin Tomlinson's playing. I thought James Lynch jumped up a little bit tonight. And uh, to be strong 
in that part of your defense with Kendricks behind them and Hitman and Xavier Woods, you were dead right about him into the season, a lot better than I thought he was. I, I think they're dead set up the middle defensively to really, really do some damage against the final three teams. Do you? Yeah, I really do. And I think, again, we'll go back to the Pittsburgh game. I think we, we made the comment on the broadcast that look how much different this, this defense looks when we have a true eight-man rotation up front. When we have four healthy guys on one one wave of defense on the defensive line, then the next series we got another fresh four that come in. Then we start moving guys around. We got defensive tackles that can play defensive end and vice versa. And all of a sudden now you've got a, you've got a really potent fresh defensive line. And I think you're right. I don't think people realize how quick Michael Pierce is until they play him. They might say they might watch on film and they're like Ah uh, well, they'll find it, they'll find a fault with the offensive lineman. Why do you make that block? Then they get in front of him and they're like, "This big round rotund bowling ball can actually move, and he actually has pretty quick hands, and he actually has that short area quickness." So I love seeing it. And then Dalvin Tomlinson's making some plays. You know, we got um, you know, like you said, uh, we got James Lynch, who you know, I talked to him on the sidelines. He's like, he's like, hey. What was I supposed to do on that? I go, dude, you did nothing wrong. Yeah. You did nothing wrong at on all. On fields down in the end on, zone. On fields in the end zone. And where he just drove me. He's like, well, I probably shouldn't have drove him in the ground. I'm like, dude, you didn't know. You didn't hear a whistle. There was no whistle. You know, all, He's playing at a high level. He's going to play to the whistle every time. So we got some guys that are hungry up front. Uh, lastly, Justin Jefferson had three catches, 34 yards, and a touchdown in the first quarter. And uh, then it was one of those games, kind of like back when we were at Baltimore, opened up 14-3, Jefferson for like 50 down the center of the field on the road. Then for two, two and a half hours of real lifetime, nothing. Same thing happened tonight. He did get a catch near the end of the game uh, to move into second all-time for the most receiving yards in the first two years in the history of the NFL. He passed Randy Moss and is like 21 yards behind Odell Beckham Jr. for uh, for that, that honor. But when that happens... Is that Kirk just having discretion be the better part of valor? I see you're trying to suck me into something with Jefferson. I'm just not going to take the cheese. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's or are they I, leaving yards on the table? Well, that's why I think that Kirk just kind of lost confidence, I think, in the offensive line to wait for the other guys to develop, um, You know, to, to have some of those windows open up. I think he tried to force the ball later in the game to Justin Jefferson a few times. It just didn't work. Um, you know, that's why – I didn't realize how much we were going to miss Adam Thielen on a game like today, but we really do. I mean, we, we have to have another complimentary big-time threat on the other side to take away some of those those safety doubles, those safety brackets. And, and you know, Conklin tried a couple times. Look, you know, he, he's doing everything he can from a big-body tight end standpoint, but sometimes those middle-of-the-field throws where he's got a linebacker on a man of safety over the top, hard thing to make. You know, so it, it was really, I think, more about the combination of Lack of offensive line pass protection, and the guys on the outside just didn't step up when they needed to. Merry Christmas to you and uh, you and your you family. Too. It's a treat working with you, and uh, glad the final game into Christmas was a victory. And uh, we will see you Sunday at the stadium for the Vikings and the Rams, all right? Merry Christmas, buddy. You too. That's uh, Ben Lieber, Nacho Lieber via Twitter. His website is benlieber.com, and I'm Paul Allen. The Minnesota Vikings beat the Chicago Bears 17-9, to and the Vikings, with three games to go this season, have improved to seven. Seven and seven. That is the Vikings post game report. Thanks for listening.